and uh, I'm in First John, uh, in uh, chapter five, verses one through whatever I get to. And um, I, I want to start out by by telling you uh, how I was, how I came to this particular subject. Uh, I'm do, I'm teaching in First John, but this particular subject, he first loved us, is what I've I've entitled it. He first loved us. And um, John tells us in 1 John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. Some versions say we love because he first loved us. We love, but I think love him. Uh, one of the later writers, uh, probably scribes, put, put that in there. And so it, it is in many, many of the ancient texts. We love him because they said this is what the spirit meant. That's what, what probably happened. We love Jesus because he first loved us. And because we love Jesus, we are now able to love others. Uh, I don't want to te teach you anything, this cheesy thing. I love love because most of the world, the, the world's love is sensual. It has to do with what you're going to feel, what you're going to get from the person you love. But this is not the kind of love that God has. God has the kind of love is what I can give you. And then, and then what I can make you. Because you and I, when we don't grow in the Lord, we are resisting the love of God. Yeah. We are resisting the love of God. So if you feel like I'm not, I'm not grown, I'm, not, I'm dry, you have resisted the love of God. Now we all will go through those dry seasons, but it's just a season. It's just a season. Then, then you're going to have an abundance of rain. That's not, and that rain is love rain. It, it's not just getting you wet. It's the love, the love of God. This is what I know. I know God loves me. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I know he loves me. There have been times I've doubted. Oh, you, love me. you know, that was the days of my ignorance. But I know he loves me, and I want to impart that to you. I want you who are here in this fellowship to not look for things that are fleeting, but to look for those things that are permanent, and that is the love of God will make you better. I am better in so many ways than I was when Jesus found me. Or, and even in my young days in the Lord, I'm better in so many ways because he loved me. And if you're not resisting the love of God, you are getting better. Or the love is coming through somebody. If you're not resisting it, you're getting better. So, so, so often we get hurt by people, and, and that kind of hurt will make you kind of crazy. It, yeah, you, you, you're crazy. You become delirious. And uh, then they can't do anything good for you anymore because I remember Maybe you need a memory of how you treated God. You know, maybe, that, maybe that'll jolt you, you know, how bad you were to God. And he loved you anyway. He didn't say, I, I love the world, but I don't love that one. They've been so, no, I, he loved everybody. And, and to see the son of God hanging on the cross, dying for people who hated him, that blows my mind. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm going to die for you. I'm asking God to forgive these murderers, forgive these the high priests, forgive the, the Sanhedrin, forgive them, forgive them. 
And after, when the Holy Spirit came, you know the story. The Holy Spirit came, Peter and the, the, the apostles were in the temple preaching, offering forgiveness to those murderers. Yeah. And they did not accept that. This is what I believe. I believe if they had accepted that, they said, we really messed up. We blew it. We were just delirious with our ignorance. God would have, would have forgiven them, and he would have ushered in the kingdom. But he knew they weren't going to do it. I'm glad they didn't do it at that juncture. I'm looking forward, because I, I wasn't born then. I'm looking forward to, to the day when they will come to themselves. And I don't think they can come to themselves until we fully come to ourselves and know what the love of God has done for us. It's done for us, made us whole. Now, some of us are, are on the way to whole. We're not whole. I mean, oh, we are holy here. W-H-O-L-L-Y. We are holy here, but, but we are not whole yet. We are becoming whole. Because when you resist the love of God and you resist the love of God through people, you're not there yet. I told you all the story about my son. He would always ask, are we there yet? It used to just drive me nuts. You know, we've got, we got a long flight. We've got 10 hours in this plane, 12 hours in this plane. We get there about 20 minutes. Are we there yet? <laughs> Don't say that, son. So we're not there yet. Read some scriptures for you. 1 John 5, 1. Who, and I'm giving you an overview. I'm going to preach this again when I come back, all right? Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Not, not just, God is so good. God is just so good. He's better than you and me. I know you're becoming and you are a wonderful person now. You're not the person you used to be, but he's still much better than you and, you and I are. You and I are not all that yet. He says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, not just gives lip service, but in their heart, he is born of God. And we know that there are some people who really believe this in their heart, but their outside is just messed up. He says, but they're born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. So you can never love God without loving Jesus. And this, is, this is, says it to all these bogus religions. And I know what the world will say. They'll say, Don Lavelle is a fundamentalist, and he's a zealot, and he's, he's our problem. And they'll say, those who think like him, they're the same. They can think whatever they want to, but the reality is, is that this is the truth of God. And he says here, verbatim, I'm reading it, everyone who loves God, him, who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him. And, and if you and I don't love Jesus Christ, we do not love God, nor do we know God. That's just the bottom line. If that's, if that's too strong, let it be too strong. I have to preach it. It's the word of God. Then he says in verse 2, he says, by this we know that we love the children of God. They said, this is how you know you love people. Now, you, you, sometimes it's so like questionable as to whether or not we really love people. You know, you go, I, I used to hear somebody said, I love that person just enough to get to heaven. Just enough to get to heaven. <laughs> but that's not acceptable, right? I know what that growing person meant. He says, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. 
Your love is just lip service unless you are obeying what God says. Sometimes God gives you, uh, the Father gives you uh, a command, and it is a hurtful command. But I love the Father because he doesn't stop doing it because it's hurtful, because it's good for you. You, know, you ever have parents who taught you like that? My, I'm so grateful for my parents. I wasn't always grateful when I was going through following those commands. Uh, go outside and do this and this. It's cold. You know, that's how we would do it. Yeah, it's cold. Shake. They didn't care that we were shaking and bouncing. Go do it now. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. They did that. So he says, this is, this is what, how you know you love God's children, because sometimes it looks questionable. He says, but when you love God and keep his commandments, and what he's saying here is that you owe, your obedience is what is visible in your love for God. It's the outworking of your love for God. You can never love God if you're disobedient to God. That's, it's not love. It's not love doing your own thing. But the, now this love, though, that we have has been given to us because we now have the ability to love God because he first loved us. So, so, so he loved us first. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him what, should not perish but have everlasting life. That's God's love. Verse 3 says here, for this is the love of God. Now, the, the, the writer John is telling us what the love of God looks like. Now, for this is the love of God, get this, that we keep his commandments. Just do what he says. I, I've told you this, this story often. I'm going to tell you again because um, obviously some of you have not gotten it yet. <laughs> when I was working in the oil business, and, and I've told you, sir, I don't remember the exact dollar figures at that time anymore, but I don't, I don't remember. But I had one of the roughnecks come and said, I don't know why we've got to do this. I don't know why we've got to do that because we had orders from the office. You have a, a drilling plan. You have to do it. And I said, I just got, was exasperated with some complaining, making more money than most people around the country was making, were, were making rather. And, and, uh, and, and, and he's complaining that they were asking him to do something he didn't want to do. I said, look, man, this, this guy's paying, I don't know what it was in those days, $60,000 a day for a hole in the ground. Let's give him what he wants. You know what I'm saying? Let's give him what he wants. God sent his only begotten son for you to save you from what you could not be saved from. That kind of love. Let's just give him what he wants. Whatever he asks of us, let's just obey him. Are you with me? So, and receiving that love will make you better. Love makes everything better. Show us some love. You know, have you ever seen mom or, or whomever, your wife, cooking that meal and, and, and she's meticulous over that? I'm not saying somebody who bought something in, in the store, old pizza, and threw it in the oven and said, babe, I love you. <laughs> now, if I, if I stepped on some toes, now you just got to change. <laughs> but don't be angry with me, you know? You know, I know every now and then you can go by what, what is it, Father Murphy's? You can tell she's never been by there. 
but, but go by Papa Murphy's. I can understand you going by Papa Murphy's every now, every now and then. Every now and then, go by Papa Murphy's. But, you know, put some love in it. Put some love in that meal. I mean, you say, well, I'm just not good at it. That's because you haven't tried hard enough. I mean, you know, now, if you crimp my collar on my shirt, that's it. We can't even have you iron, but you can get good at it. Practice on your own collar, then do mine. Are you with me? You know what I'm saying? You know, some of you ladies, you know, I can't iron. Yes, you can. She said, puede. But no, but I'm not telling you ladies to go iron. You know, send them to the laundry. But, but, what, I, but what I am saying, put some love in what you're doing. Put some love in what you're doing. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And then this is what he says. And his commandments are not burdensome. Wow. His commandments are not burdensome. Why are they not burdensome? Because we have the reality of God in us. We have the spirit of God in us. That's why the commandments aren't burdensome, because you are strengthened by God. You are strengthened by the Holy Spirit. That is not just some mental thing that we go through, some mental gymnastics. This is reality. You and I are infilled are filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, we have God's Spirit. Amen. So, His commandments aren't, aren't burdensome. You just have to love Him. Amen. And love is making us better. Well, let me go to uh, verse 4. And then He, he says, um, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is so big. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is so big. Are you born again? Would you raise your hand if you're born again? I'm not, not going to you know, do something negative if you're not raising your hand. But, it, okay, so he says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. What this is saying is that there's nothing God has required of you that you are not able to do because you are born of God. And because you are born of God, there's nothing in the world system, absolutely nothing in the world that can overcome you. That's what it says. I believe it. And if, and if you would like to, to, to bring some philosoph philosophical point, uh, I would love for you to come to my office and, and I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll just love to talk to you because you, you, will, you will be a different person when you come out of there you, because you will admit you are wrong. There's absolutely nothing in the world that can overcome you. Every one of us here, if we, if we would take a moment to remember that the, uh, our lives, there is nothing that was trying to kill us that did it. And there are a lot of things that try to kill you, try to destroy you, but they've all failed. And there's some, but the devil keeps trying. I mean, he keeps losing, but he keeps trying. He runs up against us, and man, you know, he falls back and says, well, he's like, like Jesus. He said, uh, he left, the Bible says, for a more opportune time. So he's going to wait till things are adverse in your life, and then come back again. But even in adversity, we win. Come on, even when we are low, we win. It's, we don't have to be on the mountaintop. We win in the valley. That's because of the love of God. It's not because you are strong. I've always been strong. It's because Jesus has always been with you. Even when you were not his, he was watching over you. You weren't strong in yourself. It was the love of God. It was the love of God. It's the love of God. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm amazed with this love of God. I'm, I'm going to ask the Lord to do something for me. 
and, and, and it will, he will be, be doing something for you. I'm asking the Lord that he would start to wake you up Amen. in the night. You know, I mean, he's, he's judicious. He, 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 he makes good judgment. So he's not going to keep you from, from your, your, your sleep. Oh, he'll take the sleep. But, but uh, he's not going to cause you to have a wreck the next day. You know, if, you, if that's the case, it, you, it was the pizza you ate or whatever. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the Lord waking you up. <laughs> but when the Lord wakes you up, there's sweet, sweet moments. And I told you a story, and I'm, I'm about three minutes over my time, so you give me about three more, and I'm done. I, I, was, uh, I, was, I told you about the story once. I was, I was awakened in the night by the Lord, and he was loving on me. And I got so many stories I could tell you, but he was loving on me that day. And I'm in. I, was, I felt almost like jello, and I thought, oh, God, this is so wonderful. We're just talking to Jesus. I love, I love you. I love you. Oh, I'm just going wild. And I felt like his love was like waves, like I was standing in the ocean. You ever go to the Gulf, and you're standing out there, and, and you don't want to go too far because it was boom, boom, they just hit you. And, and the love of God was like waves. And it was like, Oh, I was becoming something. It was like I was now like a person standing in the ocean and now becoming a part of the ocean. It was amazing. It was amazing. No, no, I wasn't dreaming. It was reality. It's happened more than once. This is what God wants for you. So you and I are so perfectly loved by God that we become something that we never were nor could ever be on our own. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm an optimist. You know that. Those of you here, you know I'm very optimistic. I thought I could get to all these verses in 10 minutes. And so I've been giving you an overview. I gave you a peek. No overview. We didn't get off the ground. All right. <laughs> I'm going to read verses 4 and 5, and then we'll, we'll, we'll stop. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And, now notice that word and. It joins that, the, the, the two statements, doesn't it? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now hold that. Don't let it go. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Notice what, what the writer says. And this is the victory that has overcome our, the world. Our faith. So, the faith isn't this hocus pocus stuff that I've heard much of my life. Not, everything I've heard about faith wasn't hocus pocus, you know. That's magic stuff. Uh, this, you know, learn this three things and you'll be able to get from God whatever you want. Twist his arm, he can't help but let it go. Shucks, if I can twist the arm of God, then I've become God. But I'm a created being. I'm not God. But this is the, this is the reality. So you're born of God. God lives in you. So you overcome the world. Now God's loving you. You have a sense of well-being. You're somebody. You're in an earth suit, just like Jesus was, but now you're, you're more than just an earthling. You have treasure in these earthen vessels. 
And everybody know that earth people can't do what you're doing so that the excellence of the power may be clearly seen that this must be of God. It is of God and not of you because you're doing what nobody else could do. And this is what he says. And this is the victory, your obedience, the love God has for you and the love you have not for God and for all of his children. That this love has overcome the world. So the love that is in you, the love with which God loved you, is a person named Jesus. That man is in you. And that faith, the faith of Christ is in you. And that's the faith that destroyed Satan on the cross, has overcome the world. And that has overcome the world. The love in you is, has overcome the world. The faith that is in you has overcome the world. Jesus died in faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? Who is he? Who is he? Who is she? Who overcomes the world? But he or she who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amazing. 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 If you'll believe it, you can have it. If you believe it, you can have it. If you believe it, you can have it. If you can see what I've just said, it's yours. It's that simple. I'm sure you're going through something. You're going through something. Everybody's going through something. Maybe a light. It may be a little heavy, but you're going through something. But this is what I want to say to every one of us. You're going to get through it. And there's nothing the enemy has planned against you that's going to succeed. Oh, you may hurt, but it's not going to succeed. Evander Holyfield was in a fight once with Mike Tyson. Uh, we're not teaching fighting here. But Mike Tyson was, as it were, killing people, beating them up so bad, so badly. And, and uh, they said, Evander, are, are you afraid? He said, oh, no, because Mike knows I'm not afraid of him. So I'm not afraid of him. You know, the enemy is coming, but you don't have to be afraid of him. Don't you be afraid of him. Don't you be afraid of him. Now, your children, your little children might be afraid of him, but you're mature. Don't you be afraid of him. When dad and I would sometimes walk down the road, and those, those dogs from the Lockridges would come out after us. They, 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 I hope they don't get mad at me for using their name. But they, they, their dogs would come out. Dad said, don't you be afraid of those dogs. I was afraid. Five, six bad, barking, growling, slobbering dogs. I was afraid. But you know what I did? I held my dad's leg. I didn't just hold it casually. I don't even know how he was walking. He probably had to do that. I was on that leg, hugging that leg. He said, don't be afraid, son. I go, I'm not. I got your leg. But if I didn't have his leg, I couldn't have handled those dogs. There were some, I can still see them in my mind. Uh, yeah, but I had my daddy's leg. Not only do you have your daddy's leg, but your daddy has you. God has you. Amen.